There we go. We are connected. Here comes some music, I think. Here it comes. Tax the rich, feed the poor, be in the process of changing the world even if just a little bit that's what we kind of do around here on a six-day week basis roger sales your host we're on the euro folk radio network and global voice radio.com i believe paul you're going to correct you in a second roger sales with you on the 21st of november thanksgiving week uh paul is it radio.globalvoiceradio.net Yes, radio.globalvoiceradio.net. Okay, I had an email this morning from somebody that was having problems, you know, getting the error message on Eurofolk, and I think that seems to always stem to Apple users, and I I don't know why. Maybe some, I I, I don't know if it was the change in the servers a while back. We've had a couple of people report that. But anyway, should you be having problems in that area, radio. Globalvoiceradio.net will get you the same place. So, uh, happy Monday. Hope everybody's doing well. Had a good weekend, I trust. It's a lovely morning in Ecuador, as it has turned out almost always lately. It'll be rainy and thundering in the afternoon. I guess we're entering into that time of year. Um, so I sit here and tell y'all how beautiful it is, and then I go out to do something, <laughs> and I go, hell, it's raining. I'm staying home. So, uh, anyway, that's been going on every afternoon. Uh, the Sunday shows were pretty good yesterday, although we had a little technical problem. We were just kind of touching on it before we started the program. Um, what y'all have to understand and that people just don't understand is what Paul, not not Paul Paul here, but Paul English, has gone through to be able to allow us to do this at, well, on a shoestring, really. It's ridiculous. Uh uh, we, we don't sell advertising, and that allows us not to do that because being a radio guy, not that there's not good products out there, okay, that we could represent and offer to folks, but uh, I don't. We get into very in depth conversations here, and this stuff can be very confusing and very uh, finite. And uh, it, invariably, if you're running spots, you get disconnected in the middle of those conversations, and you got two or three minutes, and you got to come back and pick it up and build back and show everybody where we were because you've forgotten and all that stuff so i'd rather not do that and the other thing is being an old radio guy i don't want to sell your ears and that's exactly what you're doing with advertising you're selling your audience's ears okay i want your ears i'm greedy all right i want (laughs) your ears so we can pour this stuff in your brain all right and so, anyway, with all those layers of different things, we got, you know, the little piece of software I got to click on here. It's called But. And you hear us joke about this stuff sometimes. But is the piece of software that connects to the server. But the overriding piece of software that controls everything is a mixing board software, just like walking into a recording studio, except it's on your computer screen. And, uh, 
that's called banana and what happened yesterday with thumper is occasionally don't know the reason why i accidentally knocked the mouse off what happened was i keep my itera on the edge of the desk there so the cord hangs down and i got up to go take a leak or something and i didn't i caught my foot inside the cord and it yanked the itera like it was coming off the uh, off the desk and onto the floor well i freaked out and try and caught it before it did that i think it did hit a little bit but it didn't hurt it uh but it knocked the mouse over cattywampus and i didn't even know it had knocked the mouse off and yesterday i go to get on and i can't i'm not getting any monitor back uh they could hear me although it was funky but uh so i freaked out as i tend to do in those things i look at that mixing board and i just freeze okay uh but anyway it was a very simple remedy and i got paul on the phone and uh we went over and i just rebooted banana and boom it popped it right right back to normal so anyway that was a problem yesterday with thumper there for a few minutes and uh then when i did get on he wants to read this i guess it was an anavon rights thing uh, a part of a legislation going back and it it was kind of interesting actually that she had gone back to this manufacturer's statement of origin do y'all know when the manufacturer's statement of origin we bring that up around here often you know when that started kind of interesting i don't know if any of you heard that yesterday or not um the manufacturer's statement of origin was originally a federal mandate in 1916 to assure a purchaser of an automobile that the manufacturer had met all of the safety requirements in the manufacturing process. So originally, that's what it was. And they turned that into... Uh, as the change with the bankruptcy and flipped it over into a certificate of title. Okay, So I, I thought that was interesting. I'd never seen that. That was Anna's research, or at least that's who Thumper accredited it to yesterday. And uh, so anyway, we, uh, the, my problem with Thumper is if Thumper wants to do, you know, what you do when you're in radio is you don't do what you want to do. You do what your audience wants. Okay, and being that he doesn't have a broadcasting background, he kind of gets on there and does what he wants to do, you know. And I would never go and pull on here and start reading legislation, and you start getting into court cases and all that stuff, and you confuse people, you lose them, okay? Because most people aren't oriented that way. And uh, so that was this is one of my just my observations with uh, with Thumper and the way he does the show. Um, but uh, anyway, the RBN show uh, was uh, good last night, and uh, the first hour with John and Kathy went well, and the second hour we brought up, if you didn't hear it, what we're toying with around here a lot, and is on my mind quite a bit, is uh, this uh, Secretary of State letter that a lot of people have gotten. Uh, John got a hold of me. Uh, with an email over the weekend and said, look, I think this thing, I've gone in, done a little more analysis on this information on the return envelope and all this code they put in there. And it appears that it's some sort of a satellite office off of the FOIA office. Well, that's particularly intriguing because uh, uh, are, are you are you submitting a FOIA to find out if your citizenship evidence is your, in your administrative file? And is FOIA trying to stop that information from getting back to you? Because that completes the circuit, see? And uh, 
So we got on the air last night and asked, uh, the, because there's other listeners from other protocols, you know, Anna, David Strait, Copper Moonshine, Still, etc., that do listen into that program. And uh, did you get one of these? And, and and if you did, had you submitted a FOIA request? Well, we got our answer. Some people got one. James from up in Alaska down there on the Kenai Peninsula. Um, he got one, and he didn't send in a FOIA request. So evidently that's not the trigger. Um, but it's just kind of interesting. You know, I, I, this is such an unusual thing after 12 years of dealing with these creeps, these slavers, and seeing what the, the feeble attempts that they do put out there to uh, deter people, see if they can confuse you, really. Uh, this one's totally different. The information in there is wrong. Um, I can't imagine them sending out that to our people because we don't ever, uh, at least some of you may have done it as rogues or something. There's certainly people that follow this that don't uh, sit down, learn the instructions, understand why they're doing it, etc. But uh, did anybody send in a paper and ask them to add this to a passport file? You know, after the passport's been been processed and you've received it. Well, none of our – I can't imagine any of our people doing that, okay? If you did, shame on you. I try and instruct you differently how to do this uh, uh, the correct way because there is a correct way and an incorrect way. You know, a while back I had somebody that uh, sent me an email and he got a – he submitted his affidavit cold to the passport office. He didn't submit it to the Secretary of State. He submitted it to the passport office. And the passport office wrote him back and said, well, basically, we, we can't add paper to uh, uh, something that's already in process. And then uh, the, the other comment that shocked me, though, was I don't even know what an administrative file is. That was in their, in their response. Well, that's cattywampus. Okay, any agency knows what an administrative file is. Point being, this guy tried to do that with the passport office. What you do with the passport office is submit a passport application. Okay, they don't do all. If your paperwork is with the passport application, it'll get processed because they have to do it that way. But you don't go in and ask them to do things, you know, like. So anyway, a couple of those little examples. But I've been toying with how to respond to this. And I think I'm going to take um, Abram's letter. I'm, uh, I still I'm, I haven't edited it yet. I'll go back through and, and do some editing on that. Just fine points. He did a great job. And then I'd like to put a. Uh, a, a, a basic what a preamble up there saying you know and those of you who have different circumstances you know like uh john and his wife john got the one and his wife got one okay well she had not she had not sent in a passport application in fact she hadn't had a passport since she was a lot younger i think way over 15 years and so she just sent in a naked affidavit, and she got one of these letters, too, saying we can't add paperwork to an existing passport application. So there was no discrimination, it appears, on how they sent these out. Uh, funny things, they were all hand-addressed, evidently. 
They got some kind of mysterious, uh, even to the point where they go in and X things out and handwrite things in the the uh, return address. The Indicia was uh, evidently a little squirrely, although I haven't seen a picture of it. By the way, after talking about it last night, Jeff, are you with us this morning? I got an email from two uh, a gal that's retired post office, and she's got a buddy that's retired post office. She said, "We've got it right here. Do you want to see? It? You want me to send it to you? And we'll show you the guts and everything else." So it's kind of interesting. Some of you retired postal employees out there, and. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. I, I, I play with these things in my mind, so I've been playing with it in my mind here, especially uh, the last two days. And uh, I'll sit down this week and uh, and mess with it and draft up something. But when we put it up, Paul, we're going to have to put a little notice on people because I'm going to write one generic response, you know. And, for example, I did not, uh, dear sir, I did not, or madam, whatever, dear, I did not attempt to attempt attach additional paperwork to an existing passport application well you know that'll work for john but it doesn't work for his wife because she hadn't done a passport application so you're going to have to go in and take the preamble to this i'll call it the preamble uh above abram's uh what abram contributed and go in there and customize it for yourself Okay, but we'll get that done and put it up there on the on the matrixdocs.com. And hell, if they can send us form letters, we can send them form letters. Right. That used to be an excuse. We don't accept form letters. You damn bastards. You send them out constantly, you know. Uh, So anyway, that uh, has been a little bit on my mind uh, last night and this morning. In fact, I laid in bed last night thinking about it. So everybody doing all right this morning? I guess that's the extent of my preamble uh, using that word again here this morning. I'm doing good. I have a quick question. Okay. Yeah, because there's there's different mitigating circumstances, but they're basically sending the same letter. Uh, we can send them back exactly the same, the same letter. letter. Just just preface the list of problems that that we list uh, okay i didn't try and i didn't ask you to add anything to my file whatever we can preface that with uh one your recent communication could contain one or more of the following errors and then we just list the errors okay that could be or you could say um we don't accept form letters <laughs> Well, if they're sending us a form letter, we can send them a form letter that contains, because that's exactly the way they do it. They've got one form letter that said that we cannot process, we're unable to process your request for one or more of the following reasons. And then they just list the reasons. We can do exactly the same thing. Okay. Well, you know what, uh, Paul, here's part of the, the method to my madness here is I want you all involved. Okay. I, I want you involved because it makes you think. And and if you go back in there, now you got to custom this and go down at least read it and deal with it on your own particular situation, and that's personal involvement. And that's what I'm trying to get with all you folks is get you personally involved in this, okay? And uh, most of the time it comes naturally. Sometimes it doesn't. But that may be one way to do it. We'll we'll throw something up there and make it available to everybody and uh, – uh, probably just a generic form letter. It probably hits most of the people, I would think, that got that, have put in a passport application. Okay, but there might be a few that haven't, like John's wife. So uh, anyway, we'll uh, stick something up there and send something back to them, and it's going to be 
with uh, exhibits, uh, uh, not only, as I said, we're going to shove the affidavit back up their ass, because the thing is, is when you, when you, <laughs> I mean, how many times can you shove it up there, right? Uh, so, uh, because every time they get one of these correspondence, it's got to go in your administrative file. So we're going to take and attach the affidavit and those two pages of court sites saying federal citizens are property, and we're going to attach them to the letter and put them on there as exhibits. They got to put them in there. Okay, so it's one more opportunity to get it in your administrative file. And this time we're going to give them those two two pages of court sites saying your property. Okay, so that ought to add a little bit of icing on the top of the cream cheese there. Your freedom lies in your knowledge and ability to use it. I mean, Anthony, was that Joe? That was Joe, wasn't it? Yeah. Right. Joe, that, it always goes back to that. I don't care what trail you look at. I don't care what line you follow thinking. It always goes back to you got to learn the information, and learning the information is where your freedom is. It always goes back there. Okay. Definitely. So uh, that's why I harp on it so much. And, you you know, you don't have to learn it. Half, you know, half, hell, you don't have to learn it tenth of the crap that i had to sit down and go over because we got it synthesized and pretty well conceptualized simply now and all you have to do is just get those concepts now depending on your own curiosity a lot of people get very driven by this information and you want to either make sure i'm telling you the right stuff or or out of your own curiosity and you go back and dig and start digging and learning and that's fantastic i encourage that you know uh john came on the other day and he, he made the comment it stuck with me i've thought about it several times he said well you know i used to listen to music and all this stuff and now all i do is listen to this <laughs> So that's the way this bug bites you. You know, if you're the right person, when this information crosses your path, it almost totally commandeers your life. Okay. Because now you're in this freedom thing. Now you're putting all this information. Now you're thinking differently and you can't think differently without changing the way you live. Period. Okay. So that's the process. And I hope some of you are going through it. And I know, I know many of you are. Uh, so hey, Roger. yes, good morning, Marka. Buenas. Good morning. Buenas. Um, yesterday, Joe posted something on the telecom group and I was going over it. It was a good reminder because I know you've talked about it on the show before. Um, Frank Knoll's case. Okay. Uh, where he's naturalizing and, um, I guess they're, they're trying to decide that he has no rights or not. Or, um, becoming the United States. Well, I don't know uh, any. I don't know anything about this, so it doesn't ring a bell with me on anything. You want to tell me about it, Joe? You on? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. You want to tell me it, about this? It was a court. Yeah, this court case came from like the 1850s, and the judge ruled that there's no such thing as a, as a United States citizen. Well, that's right. Um, there wasn't in the 1850s. Okay, right. And the so, other thing, the other thing is very important here. Before the 14th Amendment, you naturalized in a state, not through the feds. That's exactly what it's talking about. Okay. So it's talking about them naturalizing through the uh, state, not the courts. Right? That's right. Yeah. And, and, you know, listen, I've got – it's really funny. One night I'm – I used to really like antiques. Well, I still do. Antiques Roadshow. Okay. And uh, here about a year or two ago, I hadn't watched it in years. I used to watch it religiously with my mom when I was living at home up there before I moved out. And um, 
And so I'm sitting there. I figure, well, I can go on the web now and find all these antiques roadshows. So, man, I went back and found a bounty of them that I hadn't seen and uh, was watching them. And on one of them, it was out of Boston. Okay. This is very interesting. I've still got it. I saw it in my folder the other day. Um, There was a black guy. This black girl comes on, first of all. The big, we don't have any of our Boston folks. They haven't been around too much lately. Miss them. Okay. So anyway, the... um, uh, the big public broadcasting station in uh, in Boston, you've probably seen it if you've watched any PD- PBS because they produce a lot of shows out of there, is called WGBH, okay? And so the guy's interviewing, this gal comes up, and she's one of the selected interviews there on Antiques Roadshow, and she goes, well, I'm a WGBH listener, and they had a uh, uh, they were trying to raise some funds and they were auctioning off a bunch of stuff. And I bought this on an auction and it was, if I remember right, it was from a black slave who was naturalized as a citizen of the United States of America in Massachusetts. And she bought all the documentation. Okay, so it just further buttresses that back then, and that that was a black person in Massachusetts that got naturalized as a Massachusetts state citizen, basically. Okay, and so uh, I just thought that was very interesting. I took screenshots of it, and uh, uh, it's pretty interesting because that's the way they used to do it. There was no federal citizenship before the 14th Amendment for you to naturalize into, and I guess that's what this Knowles case is saying, right, Joe? Right. Yeah, it yes. says that, and it, it also states that Congress doesn't have the authority to create that or to, to well, override any kind of judge ruling. Well, they don't, but that's why they that's why they went through all the mechanizations of getting the Fourteenth Amendment in. So, uh, I this, mean, you know, here's the irony of this, and I just learned this recently. Here's the I got this off of historical stuff uh, of of venue of historical information on the net. Somebody associated with John Birch does a pretty good job. He does a lot of in-depth history. I think it's called Facts and Views or Facts and Myth or something like that. It's, it's well worth watching. The guy's very good, and he brings out a lot of very obscure history. And um, he was the one that said, and I didn't know this, okay, that when they went to pass the 14th Amendment, if your state wouldn't ratify it, they kicked you out of Congress. They had three states that went to re, uh, 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 renege on their ratification. Joe, one of them was New Jersey. New Jersey, I, uh, I, Ohio, and Oregon was in the Union back then. They had initially ratified the 14th Amendment. They tried to withdraw their ratification, and Congress wouldn't let them. Okay? On top of well, that, the states that would not ratify the 14th Amendment after they'd gone through this supposed war to to separate themselves from the Washington, D.C. government. Here the Washington, D.C. government comes in and kicks them out, and they won't let them back in unless they ratify the 14th Amendment. Uh, you look at all these things and what we know about the end game right now, there is no doubt that the whole Civil War was fought to get these two amendments in the Constitution. Okay. Under the guise of helping the freed slaves. Sure, of course. And then the irony of that is it didn't just apply to black slaves. 
because you go back and read the slaughterhouse cases and they were going over this very problem that they had anybody born and raised in dc in the territories was not only not a citizen of the nation they were incapable of being one by anything short of an amendment to the constitution it says that blatantly verbatim virtually in the slaughterhouse cases well everybody in dc in the territories was not black okay there's no telling what ethnicity they were but they weren't all black i guarantee you okay so even from the inception on this and even though all the following court cases always attributed it to black slaves it couldn't have been exclusively for black slaves because of that vacuum right there and i've never seen any commentary on it anywhere from anybody on that aspect of this Roger. Yes, Marco. There's three things that popped out at me when I was looking at it. And I wanted to share this with you to see what thought. Um, the, I'm going to read this whole section. It's just... Um, what are you reading talks from? About, what are you reading from? It, it's a court case. The is it this? Is, this is the Knowles case. Okay. Yes. Um, so on this section, it says in our, in section eight, art one, article one of the constitution. Excuse me, America. Where's all that noise coming from, please? Can somebody shut their mic off with the, hit your mute, please. Gur, you're, we're gurgling and walking and doing things. And it's a little distracting. If you would, I'd appreciate it. Are you listening? Okay, Merck, I think we got it. Go ahead. Okay, good. Um, this section talks about three things that pop out of me. It says, um, Section 8, Article 1, Constitution enumerating of the powers of Congress is following separate clause to establish an, an uniform rule, naturalization, and uniform laws on the subject of bankruptcy throughout the United States by metaphysical refinement in examining the form of our government. It might be correctly said that there's no such thing as a U.S. citizen, uh, U.S. citizens of the United States, but constant usage arising from convenience and per perhaps necessity and dating from the formation of the Confederacy has given substantial existence to the idea which the term conveys. A citizen of any one of the states of the Union is held to be and called a citizen of the United States. Correct. Although, technically and, and abstractly, there is no such thing to conceive a citizen of the United States who is not a citizen of someone State. One of the states. Right. Okay. okay. And that's what so, they're basically saying. Also, there's an important point there. It talked about, it mentioned bankruptcy. Exactly. Okay. Bankruptcy was transferred to the federal government. If you go into bankruptcy court, now it's federal. Okay. So here's another distinction from after the 14th Amendment. Previously, there was no bankruptcy in the federal government. It was in the states, evidently. 
And uh, uh, secondly, the, it, you can see plainly what I was talking about. There was only one citizenship back then. Uh, Mirko, you can go back to Chief Justice Story's commentaries on the Constitution. Chief Justice Story was, I believe, the first Supreme Court justice. He was very celebrated in the early days of the country. Okay, okay. and in his he's got, he wrote a book called Commentaries on the Constitution, and it's in there that he says a citizen of the state is ipso facto a citizen of the United States. Okay, and see, in common usage back then, they didn't have to say the United States of America. This is in the early 1800s because there was no secondary citizenship. And if you said citizen of the United States, everybody knew because there was only one that that meant a state citizen and a national citizen of the United States of America. But this is the equivocation right here that our enemies have played on. This is a key. This is a key equivocation for them. That's exactly what I was going to say. Okay. I'm thinking that they started using you as citizen because of this, and they used it for convenience because it was kind of like instead of saying USA, they just said US. Right. Well, see, back and, then, because it was attributed to blacks, everybody knew it was a, they were citizens of the United States, federal citizens and not state citizens. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's the three things that popped out, the convenience of using u.s citizen the bankruptcy you know which wasn't even it was uh, a state yeah it was a state issue at that point and just um the constant usage of it that's why they're using it under the 14th amendment and of course what a perfect setup for these guys to come in and set up the difference between a citizen of the united states and a citizen of the united states of america in those days everybody recognized it very clearly a hundred years later they're able to trick a whole nation with it right and they knew it ahead of time how did they know it? How can you tell they knew this ahead of time by the last clause of the first clause of the 14th Amendment? If you pass legal prong one, or citizen born or naturalized in the United States, and, and, and subject to the jurisdiction thereof, test part two of the test, and then how does it figure it up? If you've passed both of those, you're a citizen of the United States and the state wherein you reside. Well, there's the two questions. Are you a citizen of the United States? Are you a resident? Yes. Well, I guess you've satisfied the second prong of the legal test. That means we took care of the first part with fraud, and you've agreed to the second part. So I guess you're our property then, aren't you? Right. You see, this is all. This was set up. These son of a bitches knew that in the 1850s, folks. They yep. set this whole scheme up to be able to ask you those two questions 100 years later. It, it paints a good picture, that um, case. It goes over a lot of detail. Yeah. I think I've seen it mentioned before. I'm not real familiar with it. I haven't read it. But anything previous to 1868, there was only one status. Okay. And it was a state citizen. Therefore, you were a citizen of the nation. Therefore, the terminology that they've hidden everything behind, a national. I mean, it's really, I mean, this stuff is really simple, but you got to go know so much to understand what they're telling you underneath. See, you got to know law. You got to know their equivocation. You got to know how they're screwing with these definitions. And when you read this stuff, it just jumps out at you. But if you don't know that, you'll read right over it and not know what they're saying. Yeah. Who was, hey, Roger in there. 
It's Samuel. Hey, Samuel. Good morning. Hi. Hey, would you like to uh, guess? This is just a trivia thing, but I find it interesting. Uh, the state of California, when do you think they ratified the uh, 14th Amendment? I have no idea. Uh, but I know 19- in that, in, in that in, well, let me just, before you give us the punchline, in that video, the guy said the 14th Amendment wasn't ratified for years. So I'm assuming that's where this information is going to come in. Well, uh, they rejected the 15th outright, but they didn't vote on the 14th until 1959. Holy shit. 91 years. (laughs) Oh, wow. wow. That's quite insightful, isn't it? So back then, California used to be conservative. They started turning it in the late 50s and got this ratification is what I'd read into that. Yeah, me too. Is that about the time California really started getting, of course, you know, we were pretty young back then, but I would imagine if you can look back historically, that's when they really started taking over and switching California on the Democrat-Republican side. Be my guess. Well, Schwarzenegger was the uh, crescendo of that. Yeah, but Um, he was way after. He was, what, in the 80s? This is 59. Well, he got in as a Republican governor, but he was so left of the center that uh, uh, the Democrats just ran away with everything, and it's been that way ever since. Mm, unfortunate. We had Willie Brown in at the time. Oh, yeah. Everything. Oh, yeah. The one that made Kamala Harris. You know, the old saying the only black in Kamala Harris is Willie Brown. It's the California families that took over. Yes, um, out of the right, out of the Getty yeah. Trust. Isn't the Getty Getty's. Trust behind all this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the Browns, the um, Governor Brown and Second Brown, Moonbeam. Um, they all took over. Yeah, and his daughter just just uh, uh, I guess got two terms of governor. His daughter's out in Oregon, right? That was his. That was his youngest daughter. Was Kate Brown, who's the governor of Oregon, that's done done so much damage up there. Moonbeam. Yeah, Moonbeam. And yeah. his dad. Yeah. And they, they gave the parents of Squaw Valley away to the Browns. They get the Browns gave Squaw Valley to the Newsoms or something like that, but it was taken from us and given to them. Yeah, well, oh, big surprise. Privatize the gains, publicize the losses. Was that Ken trying to say something? No, no that Matt. All right, Matt. Okay, hold on. Matt, talk right in your microphone. You're a little distant. I want to hear what you gotta say. Yeah, no, I thought the same thing. Kate Brown, that's a different Kate Brown. That's the governor in Oregon. Well, I heard she was Boonbeam's youngest daughter. I heard somebody say on on a, a official. He has, he has, yes, yes, he has a daughter. Yeah, he has a daughter that's Kate Brown, but believe it or not, the Oregon governor is a different Kate Brown. I've looked oh, it up. Oh, okay, all right. I, well, I thought the same thing. Okay, well, thanks for, uh, for uh, uh, clarifying that. Yep. Whichever brown line she came from, she's a friggin' weirdo, okay? Yeah. To the point where two-thirds of her state want to leave and go join Idaho. All that crap's so bad coming out of Salem and Portland. Too bad. It's a beautiful part of the country up there. Most of the state's very conservative, but they get these little uh, left-wing uh, uh, enclaves and start influencing everybody in the state. I don't blame them. I'd be pissed off if I lived up there, too. Okay, who who else was trying to say something a second ago? 
Roger, it's Mike in Nebraska. How you hey, doing? Mike. We haven't seen you in a while. How you doing? No, uh-uh. And um, I've been doing great, just busy as heck, Roger. But uh, Brent in Nebraska had told me that John was on last week and went over the revocation of election. And obviously, uh, you know, that's a that's a great thing. Somebody It's right. Me up on it's right. It, this thing's right in your wheelhouse, buddy. Well, uh, what do you mean? Just what I said, you're a perfect candidate should you want to follow up on it. Exactly. That's why I was calling you, Roger. If maybe you could uh, – here's the thing. Last uh, November 7th, I did send in a revocation of election just to kind of kick them between the legs twice. and um, But I didn't do the uh, the tax forms. And I was wondering on the Philadelphia address, I'll just shoot a copy over to there with a couple uh, – with my last three years – but how do you uh, how do you rectify those? Do you just basically put zero on the income? You know, uh, see, when I first saw this, the only time was thirty years ago, and quite frankly, it, my head was spinning with all this stuff. For first week, you sit down for a weekend, you spend thirty minutes in a seminar, and at the end, late on Sunday night, you're doing this paperwork. Well, hell, I don't remember, quite frankly. Uh, but uh, but John has successfully navigated it. And uh, we're going to find out more about it because I'd love to see some of you guys pressing their feet to the fire on this. They got no way to back out of it. All they can do is shut the door, and now they're not adhering to their own regulations when they're done properly and this thing is submitted properly. So I'd love to see you, some of you folks that have got some kahunas doing this, and let's push them. Okay? I mean, they've been pushing us for how many decades? Let's push their ass a little bit. Well, and I think you were exactly right when you had that epiphany. You know, we're nationals now, so they can't hit us with any penalties or come and arrest us. Correct. Uh, do you think you could get John on to kind of go? Because well, he really didn't go into much detail. Mm, well, no, we didn't. We're just exploring it, okay? And it's not like you got to do it by the close of business today, okay? Uh, no. you, you've got, you, you got a whole, but I think you would have probably a whole calendar year and maybe longer to go back and apply for those three years. So oh, really, that's, I thought it had to be in the current year starting and then back three years. I'm, well, I just don't know. I mean, uh, you know, the regulations are confusing at best and I don't know how the yeah. IRS would react, but we're going to, we're going to explore this, Mike, because I think it's, yep. we got two really good ways to weaponize our position right now. One of them is going and changing your registration for voting to an elector, and the other is holding the IRS feet to the fire on revocation of election. Now that we know where the little, where the little, uh, what do you call those things? A cotter pin. Now we know yeah. where the cotter pin is. We can pull that sucker out, and the whole propeller is going to spin off. Okay. Right. Yeah, it's uh, very exciting, and um, I was just a bit nervous, as you can imagine. Of course. Uh, after hearing John, I said, well, let's, let's see if well, this works. You know, and see, John, the beautiful part about this that I really appreciate, John didn't even consult me on any of this. <laughs> he, he went ahead and just did it, see. And I wrote Glenn, and I said one of our guys – has done revocation post-affidavit submission and got $60,000 back in his checking account. And Glenn wrote me back, and he said, John is smiling. Okay. That's great. It was. 
All right. Well, I'll be uh, I'll be anticipating when we get into this. More. Well, we're going to talk more about it, and I think John's. I put him in touch with another guy that's in a perfect situation to do this, and uh, maybe we'll see how that turns out. But we're going to talk about it, and I'm going to. If you've got the breasticles or testicles to go and turn the tables and fight these bastards, now that we got the goods on them, uh, we we I'd love to see people start doing that. I can't well, do it. I haven't filed since 1993, for God's sakes. Right. But I think you're exactly right. Our national status is checkmate. They can't do anything to us. No. Either they either they don't issue the refund or they don't exactly. honor their own regulations. Now, that opens up another door, doesn't it? If yep. they don't honor their own regulations and process, now you can take the IRS to court. Because, you know, you can't sue the federal government on tax issues unless the tax has been paid. Do you know that, Mike? No. Okay. Uh-huh. They they require you to pay the tax, then you can sue them. Well, in this, you've already paid the tax. If they refuse, you've got an open door to take them to court. I'm sorry for banging my lighter around here. Wow. Okay. That's amazing. Hey, and by the way, I found John on Telegram on Murka's channel, so I sent him a text saying, hey, this is Mike in Nebraska. You know, can we talk? So okay. hopefully hopefully we'll get a hold of him. Well, John's going to be the go-to guy in this revocation of election thing. It would appear he's certainly come out ahead of the herd. Yeah, well, he cer- certainly is the head of the herd. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Roger. No, thank you, Mike. Good to hear from you, man. Uh, thank you, too. So who else has got something to bring forward here this morning? Roger. Hey, Roger. All right. Um, Mike. All right. Let me get Mike, and I think it was Samuel. You go ahead, Mike. Good morning. Morning. Uh, I like shutting down these uh, asshats talk about a fair tax. I love shutting them down. There's no such thing as a fair tax. <laughs> that's 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 what I tell them. I explain to them what the what now, the tax is and. And they look at me like I'm crazy. Okay, now let's get let's get this is another one of these fine lines. Are you talking about a fair tax or are you talking about a flat tax? No, they said fair tax is what they say. <laughs> well, that's an oxymoron, isn't it? I know that. Uh, you know and the I'm only now I'll tell you what a fair tax is. A fair tax is an indirect excise tax, and that's a fair tax because everybody pays the same. Okay. Now, under our original Constitution, a capitation tax, a direct tax, should be fair, too. But that's where they've thrown that to the side because then it's a, a an automatic across-the-board uh, judgment on what they're doing up there in D.C., and they've put it in as an individual income tax as a capitation tax where they can not only – now they can go in and, and exercise political – judgment and and motivation using it you know they can they can come in and like lois lerner wouldn't okay any 501c3s okay or if if they're what they're doing with trump in the uh, in the uh, southern district of new york trying to go back and rape rape trump any way they can find you know oh you overvalued property on your tax return hell everybody overvalues their friggin property come on you know, so now, these people just get really pissed at me when they find out I don't pay any income tax, and they're all pissed off saying, "Well, I oh, gotta man. pay. You should well, have to pay." I, hey, listen, this was my whole problem in Argentina. Was that right there? 
okay, and and some retired bird colonel down there. Well, you're not paying your fair share, you know, and all that crap. That's what gave me so much problem in Argentina was somebody that won't look into it, doesn't understand it, has bought all the lines and the conditioning, and that you're not paying your fair share. Well, yeah, I am because my fair share is nothing. That my fair share is nothing because I went in and did the research and found out what a scam this was. You're the one that's paying because you're a damn idiot and have been sucked in. My, I don't understand why people don't go, hey, how did you do that? Can you show me how to do that or tell me how you well, did that? Some will. Some will. Now, you know, I've said it before. The reason in the patriot community that the tax issue is used is because everybody, it touches generally everybody. Everybody's concerned with their pocketbook. And just like John, you, and a lot of you are learning this right here, okay? Just like John would get up on that stage in those seminars and say, this isn't really about taxes. This is about liberty. Okay? But a lot of people can't get to the liberty concept, but they'll react to the pocketbook concept. And then you get them in, and then you show them the bigger picture. See, that's why it was used as a common denominator issue. But it is amazing how people react, especially these days with people as wacko as people are these days. I mean, come on, a fat queer dressing up in fairy gowns, and and you're going to go let him play with your grandchild or your child at four or five years old? I don't think so. And they got guys with AR-15s protecting right. them. Right, I saw that. I saw, I saw it. I saw the Allen Stein video last night. Incredible. Incredible. And he goes up to the cop, and, and she won't say a word. Okay? So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, these are the times that... What's the, what's, the old, what's the old saying? These are the times that try men's souls? Yeah, it sure does. Okay. Hey, Roger. Yes, sir. Is that Bob? Who's that? Yes, it is. You know what? It really Man, is. you got a way to. You, I had to really strain to recognize your voice because your connection's so good today. I say uh, it's, it comes back to the old Mark Twain quote. Yes, you know, it does. If he's fool a man, then tell him he's been fooled. Yes. They don't want to look like an idiot. Yes. They want you to be an idiot with them. Telling he's been that that Mark Twain quote, boy, that Mark Twain quote, quote, quote Mark Twain. Hits, hits it right between the damn stirrups, doesn't it? I even heard somebody say that. On, I think maybe it was Barnes. Barnes, somebody. I think Barnes was saying that on the Viva Barnes thing from last night. Can you repeat that quote? You think that yes, great? I sure can. It's easier to fool a man than to tell him he's been fooled. Because why is that? Because now pride comes in. Pride. Pride, pride, pride. Roger? Yes, sir. It's easier to to fool a man than to convince him. Oh, to convince him. Okay. All right. Well, mine's a paraphrase. Okay. Bob, what's the date you're coming back through? Uh, Ron sent me, said, well, I've written Bob. I hadn't heard from him, so check your email and coordinate with Ron. We got a little get-together evidently going. Bob, what's the estimated date around the 5th of December or something? Well, it's all in flux at this ah, point. It's um, in flux. Okay, well, that's all right. The, 
we had a family member that's doing one of my daughter's graduation pictures and good excuse to drive 1500 miles you know sure <laughs> and uh thanksgiving out the west end with my family and time with some grandkids and it's it's uh it's really not been determined. So, okay, but I'll I'll get with them. Well, at some point here, it about. It looks like in early December. Well, Bob, they can do it without you. You know, uh, oh, sometime sure. in early December is just kind of your idea. Sometime in early December, uh, if things go correct, we're going to have a get together of the folks in the uh, Georgia and adjacent Alabama. Maybe some of the Tennessee guys to drive down. It's not too far. Uh, somewhere on the west side of Atlanta, and you guys can all get together and break some bread and get to know each other and have a little social and all that kind of stuff. It really makes a big difference when you meet somebody, doesn't it, Bob? I mean, Bob's oh, yeah. real good about this. Whenever he goes on his trips, he always tries to drop back by and hang with Daryl or meet Tom Schramm or meet Harvey or something, and they spend a little time together. And it's just well, Pat and it's uh, it, yeah, that's right. And, and Pat in Memphis, who we hadn't heard from in a coon's age, but it makes a big difference when you sit down and meet somebody personally, you know. And now you got a, a real nice bond there, and it's good. Hey, Roger. We might even stop by and visit a guitar factory. We're not sure. Oh, like a Gibson? No, no. No, no. Oh, 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 I see. Jimmy. 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 Uh, Alan, you were trying to say something. Yeah, I didn't ever get get an email. Did you ever get time to send that email out with me and Tino? Well, hell, I thought I did, Alan. (laughs) Give me your last name. Last name? Yeah. Uh, M-E-A-L-E-R? Well, that's why you didn't get it. Uh, Alan, send, send me an email tonight, and I'll hook you up with Ron, okay? Okay, all right. Yeah, because Alan's not too far up the road. In fact, he may be the closest over there to the west side of Atlanta of any of you. Okay, and then I've gotten a couple of emails from listeners that can't or, or don't don't participate with us here on the show, but listen, and they're going, "Well, we want to come too." So, uh, it's growing, Bob. It's not an exclusive club. No, I got a, uh, some doctor, uh, one of the doctors, I believe he's a I'm doctor sorry, down in that, uh, down in Peachtree City, which isn't too no, far no, from where Ron is. Uh, this is uh... hello. Hello, this is a. Oh. Are you on the right? Uh, I'm sorry, Roger. I'll, I'll, I'll get back on. Okay, no problem. Uh, easy to get mixed up with all this technical staff. Who's got something else to bring forward? Nobody? Now, come on. How many folks we got on the board today? Roger. Yes, sir? Uh, Hi, this is Sketch. Sketch, a, boy, we haven't heard from you in a while. Yes, I, I've been uh, 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 drinking too much from the fire hose and kind of got close to the uh, quicksand and uh, kind of took over my life. And I said, "Oh, I got to step back for a while." Okay, um, but uh, I did get a letter, um, same letter. Yep, everybody got, and uh, just from a naked. Uh, Affidavit okay. being sent in. And, uh, Sketch, hold on. Let's stop there. Hold on. You did not apply for a passport and you got the letter? Nope. nope. Okay. There's, I do there's have a, a second a one. Card. 
and I do have an expired passport. Okay, well, you certainly weren't asking them to add anything to an expired passport, so go ahead. <laughs> no, no, and uh, I, I, you mentioned, I think you mentioned that we should do start doing some presumptions on our own, and you know, when I got this letter, is like, well, shoot, this is a lot of obfuscation. Um, maybe I should just say. Thank you very much for confirming that you put my affidavit in my administration file and leave it at that because it, it was it was just like what it's the soft, heck is this? It's sophomoric. I mean, when you know what we know and you see what they wrote, it's that's a, this is very you know feeble, futile, yeah. and sophomoric. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. And uh, I hope you're doing well, and, and I want to thank everybody here and uh, appreciate everybody here. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, me too, Sketch, and, and all of us should appreciate each other. We're a very, a very motley little crew of freedom seekers here that want to step outside the main track and do something that's right on our own, and we're rugged individuals as a whole. And I, I applaud all of you that are attracted to this message, okay? Because yep. there's something real special about you that attracted you to this when it crossed your path. Well, well you mentioned the remnant. I, I think you're you're almost right about it's, that. Uh, that's the only thing that I've ever been able to figure out that makes sense, honestly, Sketch. Well, thank everybody. Thank you, guys. Hey, well, glad to have you back, man. Glad you're backed away from the quicksand. Can someone spell or define what self-moric is? Sophomoric just means like a sophomore. It it just sophomoric. It's spelled pretty much like it sounds. It just means it's very feeble. Uh, people that you know, like you're a sophomore in college and you're fumbling around, don't know where to go, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's the definition that's imputed into it. Okay, thank you. Yes. Well, it's even deeper than that. Okay. I think it's a noodle that somebody forgot to preheat the oven. That could be. So there's all kinds of mutes on. Bob, you want to address the sophomoric definition? Yeah, Brent mentioned that a couple of years ago. Uh, sophistry, of course, is the comes from the goddess Sophia, wisdom, knowledge in and of itself, knowledge as its own god. And the more comes from the same word that brings moron. So it's at once sophisticated and moronic it's actually an oxymoron that's about like their letter it's uh, people that think they're intelligent but prove by their you know uh, hubris that they're actually foolish uh, i mean this letter that they've sent out uh, there's there's all there's more holes in that thing than swiss cheese okay thank you i mean really it is it's you're like welcome it's like my cousin Bucky. He's a good guy, but he's soft in the head. Yep. Well, they're desperate, see? They're having to resort to something like this. I mean, it may catch, I guess it may catch some David Strader and Yvonne Wright students, but it damn sure ain't going to fool any of mine, I hope. If, it, if, it, if that letter fooled you, you don't know the information well enough. Period. You shouldn't be in the defense pool. Okay. Roger. Yeah, hold on. Oh, there's Nadine. Hey, Nadine. <laughs> hey, Roger. I knew you'd surface eventually, Nadine. How you doing? <laughs> I cannot wait to the end to tell you this. 
but you've made a difference in my life. Yep. I want no, you to know. No, no Nadine, no, I'm going to stop no, you. No, 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 the information has made a difference in your life. I'm only, I'm the messenger, sweetheart. You were born for this. Yeah, I agree. You were born for this. I agree with that. And, and when the student is ready, the, the teacher, teacher will come. appear. That's right. And I just thank the creator for you. Well, thank you, and sweetie. If I'm going to California, and I'm coming well, now, hold, Nadine, hold on. Somebody's got a mute. Could you please put your mute on? I can't even converse with Nadine. Who, whoever. Uh, we've, got, we've got people called in, and we can't see who's muted and who isn't. Okay. So if you are dialed in, make sure you're muted. Please, because it interrupts and distracts from what we're talking about here. I want to hear what Nadine's got to say. You know the old, you know the old saying, Nadine: "Flattery, flattery, charge my battery." Go ahead. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm going to California on a four-hour flight. Okay. I'm a little nervous anytime I fly because all that's going on. Right. But anyway, you ought to be nervous. You ought to be nervous about going to California. <laughs> that too, because I don't know if I'll be able to get back. But uh, <laughs> I just want to say, if that's the last thing you hear from me, <laughs> you will know what happened. <laughs> yeah. I love you, Roger. Well, I love you too, Nick. And, and we're, girls, I, we're I'm tickled and to death. Paul and everybody here. I we're all tickled to death to have you hanging around with us, Nadine, I'm gonna tell you. Okay. I'm when so, are you going, Nadine? I'm sincere. Where are you gonna be in California, Nadine? You might want to hook up with some of these other people that are out there. I might be close to Marca. Uh I'm going to Freeland. And it's somewhere in the mountains in Southern California. Okay. Nice. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll you know, give you a call, Merka. Are you going to be out there for Christmas, Nadine, or for Thanksgiving, or what? Oh, I'm leaving this afternoon. For oh, you are. Okay. Yeah, I'll be back Friday. All right. Well, if you want to connect with any of these folks, you know how to get on Telegram, or you can send me an email and tell me who you want to hook up with out there. If you got time, usually on a trip like that, it's family oriented and stuff, and it's hard to get away, you know. And I'm sure everybody understands that. I'm gonna try to join in every day on the phone. All right, sweetie. Well, we we love we love you being here. Okay. Hey, Nadine. I got a question. Yes, Rick. Hey, um, you're flying out, right? Yes, sir. Uh, do you have your passport card? No, I've been waiting for it. Oh, oh man. Too bad. Yeah, I was hoping it would get here. Uh, some people got them in 12 days. Wow. I, got, I, I, I applied on the 31st. Of, Maybe get, of October? Uh, yes. Okay, that might be a little little short for them. But they may, hell, maybe it'll come in today's mail. Maybe so. Hope so for you. You know, the story on this, and you probably don't know this, m- most of you guys are new. Uh, here's the story on that. Um, back a number of years ago, well, I had had white folks do this course. Remember, we used to think this was a black-white issue. Okay, and and so years ago we'd had white folks submit it and okay, and we'd had black folks submit it and okay, all right. But I'd never had a naturalized person. 
And so I was talking, the trifecta, right? And so I was talking about it on the air here one day, and this gal calls in named Victoria, I believe was her name, from the Dallas area. And she said, well, I'm a citizen of the United States, but my husband, who was raised in Southern California, was naturalized when he was young. And uh, we'd like to do this. And so, obviously, I've been over backwards and for them. And I said, well, why don't you come on the program and ask your questions so everybody learns. That's why I like to have people ask questions here because then everybody's exposed to the answer. And I'm not having to deal with it one-on-one on an email when only me and the other person have the correspondence. So she came on the air. It's very sweet. She did all of the paperwork. He'd gone through the military, was retired military, had a job. Uh, and so she did all the paperwork and submitted both, and both of them got back their passport book and passport card. They lived in Dallas, probably still do, and but they had to go to California for Christmas. And so they must have taken a car out there because they only flew back one way from LAX to DFW, okay? And so they went out to the airport at LAX and presented their passport card as their identification for boarding, okay? And so the guy that checked them in steers them over to the long line to go through the where you take off your shoes and they want you to, you know, show them your panties and everything else, right? And so they put them over in that line, and she called back in and said, Roger, and this is her exact words, she said he came running over to the line he put us in and said oh i put you in the wrong line and came over and ran them through the express check through line wow the only reason that could have happened is because something showed up when they went back and looked at that passport check-in okay that's the only thing i can figure all right that could be an incentive if, if i had my passport card and uh my see my family's going with me out there okay they might be interested if they saw something like well that. they could be and it may be that whoever checks in using it doesn't adhere to that at at hartsfield jackson hartsfield you know i, I don't know but i know that incident happened okay mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that was a real big tell for all of us uh when victoria got back and reported that to us so hopefully your card will come today and you'll have the same experience nadine we'd be thrilled yeah thank you i'll let you know all right sweetie you do that and have a safe trip and an enjoyable trip with your family out there in the mountains okay because i know that's got to be beautiful all right. Everybody have a safe yeah. and happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, you're not uh, you're not going skiing Thank out. You. You're not going skiing. Thank you, Nadine, you too. Nadine, you're not going skiing out there. I assume you're not going to like uh, snowboard. I'm, I'm gonna let my four grandchildren enjoy it. Okay. So <laughs> I can see Nadine. <laughs> I can see Nadine on a snowboard. No, you can't. Good comment. <laughs> I'm telling you, it'd be the first time you heard a bad word come out of her mouth. <laughs> Whoa! Shit! <laughs> you fly out there and you have a great Thanksgiving in that wonderful setting out there and, and get back safe and sound, okay? Okay. Right. Morning, Roger. Good morning. Who's that? John. Oh oh my God, man. I totally forgot about that. You know, I get so involved in this. I forget it's Monday. I forget we're going to have you guys on all that stuff. So, uh, welcome back, John. Thanks for jumping in there. Oh, thank you. 
Well, there's Paul here because uh, she's going to play that uh, short. Hey, well, yeah, for the people that didn't hear that last yeah, night, this is here. very good. Okay. So, and Paul's figured out a way to play stuff, with, and, and I can't. So, Paul, if you want to play that little testimonial you edited out, this is very good on the Itera one. You have to bear with me for just okay, a well, second. Okay. I've got to sure. find well, the folder kind of, I put it in. Well, we kind of caught you, <laughs> caught you unawares. That's understandable. And, and, uh, oh man, I Paul gotta, even was kind of kind of my my co-host along with John and Kathy on RBN last night. Well, I enjoyed having you on there. By the way, Paul. Somebody hear me? Yes. Yeah. Right. I got I, during one of the commercial breaks. I got uh, I got dropped. You got dropped off. So and, and I just. I yeah. sat there and listened, and um, then when you called on me, I called back, but he didn't answer the phone. Yeah, it was at the tail end of the show, too. Who else? Somebody was trying to say something there a second ago. What were you trying to say? Oh, I just said that I got dropped, too. Sorry, okay. uh, I couldn't get back on there for you. Oh, okay. Was there some, was a guy trying to say something a second ago? Who was that while Paul's looking for this uh, file? Mm-hmm. Don't want to own up to it. Okay. Well, we'll, <laughs> well get, I did. I did find. Okay, okay, let's, okay. let's see if we can get her going. Yeah, that was me. Okay, now that was me. Who? Who is that? Was me right there? Oh, uh, that's me. Oh, uh, okay. We well, you, you you got a question or something? Yes, I did. Okay. Well, I just wanted to ask well, hold on. I can't. All this ambient noise back there. People, you know. And these microphones are very sensitive. If you got it open and you're banging around in the kitchen, we all get exposed to that, and it distracts from what we're saying. And we don't want to lose people's attention because of ambient distraction. So now, please come forward. That's taken care of. It appears. Okay, um, I had a question. Something that you mentioned earlier. Okay, who, who am I speaking? Uh, first of all, who, first of all, who am I speaking with? Oh, my name is TP. TP. Calling up from New York. Okay. Hi, TP. Yep, from New York. Hey, I got a question because I, uh, I I heard you say earlier that you haven't filed since 1993, and it kind of intrigued me. Correct. Um, I know you don't live in the United States, up here in America, or wherever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> I live in the I live in the Americas. Okay, that's true. Touche. You're right. <laughs> uh, but be then uh, for those of us that live up here, you know, stateside. Um, how, how do you handle like getting a, uh, bank account? Like if you have a business established business in the real estate business, you know, and they ask you for this stuff, you have to form a corporation, you have to get EIN. Well, that's okay. You know, just do, do, a sub, do, do, do a sub chapter S. Let the subchapter S do all your business interface. A subchapter S is specifically for it's called a pass-through corporation. So everything goes to the subchapter S. You take your income out of it. You filed your individual. Where is the damn noise coming from? Please, people. Who's doing the dishes? Shit. Somebody's doing the dishes. If you're if you're dialed in by phone, please dial star six and make sure that your line is I'm muted. I'm trying to put out some important information here, and I want people's attention, and that distracts. Okay? You got a subchapter S. 
It's a pass-through corporation. It does and interfaces and does your business. You pull your income out of the subchapter S. You filed your affidavit and noticed the IRS. You don't have any taxable obligation. Okay. Is that simple? Here is the, yeah, it is. The way you explain it, I understand everything you're saying. Um, one of the good things I think is probably that you don't see with uh, maybe a lot of people that get on here. So I'm not uh, ignorant to all of this. Uh, I've, been, I've been exposed to this since, wow, 96, okay. 94. All right. Well, uh, you know, um, so when you, let's say you were here. Let's say you were still in, you were here in New York, right? You're me and I'm you. Okay, and you haven't filed since 1993. Uh, your business sort of like languished for a while, and you haven't filed since 93. How would you then, because you don't want to wake up a sleeping giant. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't right. want to break. So how would you, All I right. think you understand where I'm here's going with the, Here's the whole card. <laughs> here's the whole card that you're worried about. Should you, if mm-hmm. you haven't filed since 93, you've probably fallen through the cracks up there. Okay. That seems to happen. And now if you go back and put them on notice, they can come back for seven years. Okay? Right. So there's the whole card that they've got. All right? Now the question is, do how scared of this are they? Do they want to come back and potentially put this into some kind of an open forum where other people see what's going on and ask questions and it backfires on them? That's, and I don't know the answer to that. Right. I'm just speculating. Okay. Now, the other right. thing that you is, could do, the other thing you could do is not put the IRS on notice, just sever it with the Secretary of State, and then you don't have any taxable obligations anyway, and you're not alerting them. Right. Okay. So, how would you do the subchapter S without a, without a socialist number? Well, it, doesn't, I so, used so, that thing well, it doesn't make any difference. Social security number is not a nexus to the system. Oh, you can. You I thought can, it was part of the trial. No, no. Like well, that. that's because all this patriot mis and disinformation that's been out there for so many yeah. years that people think is gospel. Right. Social security. If you go to the so, yeah. HHS and the social security webpage today. And it'll say, are you a citizen of the United States? And then, or a national, and there's a pull-down carrot there, and it says a national of which country? So they can't, if you want a contract with Social Security and you're, uh, say, an Ecuadorian, none of the other administrative agencies start dinging you, okay? There's no jurisdictional nexus there. Disinformation. Roger, so you can get in the IN. Glad to get it. But let me finish up with it. Well, let me, let me hold on. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, you just if, if you get an EIN, what do you what do you well you want an EIN? You know, for the subchapter S, you need that. Well, yeah, but then the subchapter S is a different legal person. It's not you. Right. Okay. This stuff is so intriguing. Well, it is. So, TP, listen, uh, we're we're going to move in. I got John and Kathy here. We're going to talk about this. I tear one, but come back. I was going to tell you a story that I think you would enjoy. Well, not not today. I was going to tell you something I think that you would enjoy. Well, I'm anxious to hear it and everybody else, but come back. Try try tomorrow because John and Kathy have gotten up early and taken their time to be with us, and I don't want to exclude them. And by now, Paul's probably found that file. And welcome, TP. Oh, yeah.
glad you crossed our path, and we're here six days a week. So, with the exception, I think I'll probably play a replay on Thanksgiving this week, uh, simply because a lot of you are off with your families and this, that, and the other. So, I'll grab a good replay and stick it in there. Uh, maybe I'll go back and find the one, find the one where John uh, uh, covers his. Uh, covers his uh, revocation of election from last week i'll put a good one in there anyway and we've got a thanksgiving get together down here and all that kind of stuff a bunch of y'all with your families and preparing dinner and all that so that is one day i think maybe is warranted to take a day off thanks tp come back and absolutely join us. uh john and kathy Hi, uh, let's see Thank if we you. got you're welcome tp uh you're uh, you're in upper state new york where in new york are your paul's in new york too well, I'm all over the place. I'm in upstate. It depends on where I feel like hanging my hat. And uh, sometimes I'm in upstate New York. It's got a lot of snow, so I'm stuck here now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'm trying to get out of here to head south. I'm actually wanting to go to Florida. Well, I hear... So hoping I, to do that here in a couple of weeks. I hear that the Itera wand is a real good snow remover, so you may want to pay attention. There he go. <laughs> uh, Paul, uh, you want to play this clip and we can get going? Yep. <laughs> here she goes. Good day, everyone. Today, give I us a little volume, Paul. All of you, a revolutionary device that has the groundbreaking terahertz technology built into it. This terahertz device is going to change the lives of many people and change the way of each and everyone's health. Introducing to you the iTeraCare Health Physiotherapy Device. This iTeraCare device will help to treat and improve on any health problems that the patient is suffering. It is one of the top 10 most advanced technologies to change the world's lifestyle. This technology is not new, but many countries refuse to develop it. Now, China has developed this technology into a health device. The research and development was done by the Beijing Institute of Science and Technology, and once... After extensive testing, they have appointed Deshang to manufacture this unit. Deshang is the only official manufacturer in the world. Ancient Greek father of medicine said, If there is a way to heat the bones, then all diseases can be treated. The great scientist Albert Einstein predicted that the future of medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. Now both have become true as our device produces heat and frequency waves. The future of medicine is now. What is terahertz? Terahertz is an electromagnetic wave band between microwave and infrared frequencies, consisting of 30 micrometer to 3000 micrometer frequency. The device resonates the same frequency as normal cells in our body, which is two terahertz to 17 terahertz generating millions of vibrations per second into our cells in our body. It is a unique combination of Chinese and Western cytology technology. As I mentioned earlier, it is among the top 10 most advanced technology to change the world in health, science, military, agriculture and communication. The terahertz wave is between 3 millimeter to 30 microns. Milestones of Manufacturer 2010 Development of terahertz device by Beijing Institute of Science and Technology 2015 Deshang Technology is founded in May 2015 2015 First generation model is produced 
2017, launch of second generation terahertz device. 2019, launch of third generation terahertz device. 2021, launch of iNetwork iTerraCare terahertz device. The five features of iTerraCare. Number one, safety. Number two, penetration. Number three, identification. Number four, activation. Number five, user-friendly. Safety. The iTerraCare device is certified, renowned, and patented by the Chinese Academy of Science and Technology and Sinechem. This device can be safely used on any person, including infants, without contraindication. Penetration. The iTerraCare device can penetrate our flesh up to 30 centimeters into our body thus reaching even to the bone marrow, micro-blood vessels, and capillaries. It further enhances micro-blood circulation and helps eliminate water retention in our body. Identification iTerraCare strengthens healthy cells and repairs damaged cells simultaneously, expelling unhealthy cells. It clears blocked passages and vessels. It also detoxifies all cells in the body. Activation iTerraCare regulates the body temperature and improves the immunity system by activating the weak and inactive cells. Once the weak cells are activated, the cells perform to its true potential along with the improved blood flow in our body system. User-friendly. It is easy to operate. No professional skills required as anybody can operate this iTerraCare device. Just blow on the affected areas. Eight steps to better health. Number one, eliminating unhealthy cells. iTerraCare frequency energy is the same level with our normal cells in our body. The energy will eliminate all abnormal or mutated cells when being absorbed by the terahertz frequency. Number two, activate inert cells. iTerraCare frequency will absorb and activate cells with moderate temperature, thus eliminating dormant cells. Number three, Increase self-healing. iTerraCare frequency has the same level of resonance with our normal cells in our body. It induces and strengthens DNA and organic molecules, whereby it enhances self-repairing of our body cells. Number four, clearing of meridians and lymphs. iTerraCare frequency unblocks meridian points in our body. It stimulates acupuncture points, purifies blood, and regulates blood flow in our vessels and increases metabolism rate in our body. When metabolism rate is increased, our body functions 20 to 30 years younger. Number 5. Improves microcirculation. iTerraCare frequency and wavelength dilates blood vessels. It also reduces blood flow resistance and viscosity. It totally improves microcirculation. This is very important, as once our blood flow is regulated, our overall health will improve tremendously. Number 6. Regulating Glands iTerraCare regulates endocrine glands and protects our organs. The endocrine system plays a major role in our whole body system. It sends out hormones into our blood system to balance our body system. Number 7. Removes Water Retention iTerraCare clears unhealthy moisture. Our body is made up of 70% water, and if this moisture increases, we would have aches and pains and swelling in our feet, which is called water retention. 
By removing the extra moisture, iTerraCare will balance up our immunity system. Number eight, improves normal blood circulation. It clears blood impurities as daily impurities form in our body. It cleanses inner body cells and blood. It promotes and improves total blood circulation in our body and removes and eliminates blood clots. It also softens blood vessels and lumps. iTerraCare is suitable for iTerraCare can be used on your heart if you have heart diseases, blockages in arteries, cholesterol buildup in arteries, etc. It can be used on your kidneys if you have kidney disease or kidney stones. It can be used on the liver area for liver diseases such as hepatitis A, B and C, fatty liver and cancer. It can be used on the pancreas for people with diabetes, cystic fibrosis and pancreatic cancer. It can be used for eye problems such as cataract, glaucoma, diabetic retinopathy, red eyes, etc. It can be used for neck problems such as upper cervical spine disorders, spina bifida, etc. It can be used for back problems such as disc herniations, spinal instability, disc or bone infections, corda equina syndrome, etc. On shoulder problems such as rotator cuff injury, frozen shoulder, etc. It can be used on prostate problems. It is really effective on the prostate. It will ease the pain eventually. It can be used on normal to severe knee problems. Just treat the area twice daily and your pain will be resolved within 10 days. It can be used on ankle problems. Just treat the affected area twice daily for 10 days. Your ankle will feel much better. Please treat daily at the bottom of the feet for blood circulation. Blow the area clockwise for 10 minutes on each foot daily. Your blood will start circulating normally. The advantages of iTerraCare Health Device The manufacturer is constantly researching and upgrading the iTerraCare device. iTerraCare is based on the 3-in-1 core technology. A. Terahertz technology B. Quantum technology C. Optical quartz technology It has passed stringent tests and inspection by the national authorities for its safety and effectiveness iTerraCare has numerous test reports from the Chinese Academy of Sciences for the physical therapy effectiveness. Quality assurance, as it is certified for a one-year warranty. iTerraCare is nationally renowned, certified, and it is a patented product. iNetwork and its product iTerraCare is the sole distributor in over 20 countries and will be increasing its distributorship gradually. Usage precautions. Number one, iTerraCare therapy device is used only for external use and physiotherapy. Please prohibit from extended use. It has an auto cutoff when the unit gets heated up. Number two, air inlet and outlet. Please do not block the air inlet or outlet when using the device. Clean the air inlet regularly to prevent dust buildup. Please keep the device clean at all times. Number three, power cord. When using the device, please do not shake it vigorously. Please do not pull the cord when unplugging from the power socket. Number four, heat dissipation. iTerraCare device inner structures are made from delicate crystal tubes. Handle with extreme care 
and please do not drop it. If dropped, the crystal tubes might break and the device becomes useless. Before storing, please ensure that the device has cooled down completely. Body Reactions It is normal to have adverse body reactions. Every single person has different metabolism rate and different cells in their body. The person might have extra pain initially, but after a few treatments, the pain should go away. It is advisable not to have cold drinks or cold food or even be in an air-conditioned room after therapy. It is very important not to have a bath at least four hours after therapy. I, TerraCare, your family health partner. There you go. That's a really okay. nice, nice piece that she did. She's got a great voice. She's very good in what they call production. She covers a lot of important facts, and I think that's extremely well done. Comprehensive, yes. mm-hmm. comprehensive you on know, an overview at least. Yeah, yeah. You know, people are getting such tremendous results with this. Uh, these things are moving like Snickers bar at a fat camp, you know. <laughs> they're, they're selling about 13,000 of them a day. Holy <laughs> <smokes>. <laughs> Yeah. Good analogy. Yeah, and we just started, we just opened up uh, the United States in January. Right. So, I mean, we're really starting to explode here because, because everybody, everybody's got something wrong with them, some little something, and uh, they're just see. We get such amazing testimonies every day, and uh, we need to start getting people to write them down. They call us up and tell us, but it's uh, we want them to put it in the Telegram group and share it with everybody. You know. Well, you notice the so, testimonials. Um, yeah, check out the testimonials is the is the sizzle here. Okay, they can't go out and make claims they can't say it cures cancer and it does all this stuff because you open yourself up to right, contention right. but if people are just using it and selling the sizzle of their own personal experiences you know uh there's an old saying kathy and john you may have heard it enthusiasm is caught not taught yes yeah Absolutely. Uh, let me well, tell it's the just audience. Uh, Mind blowing. It, it really is. I'm going to tell you my my personal experience with my mother. Okay, so I try and call mom. You know, I try and call her every day. Uh, I generally sometimes I don't get a chance to. So it was a couple of days lag, and I got with her yesterday there on after the after the thumper show, and and sometimes you know it's funny. Sometimes she wants to talk, and sometimes she doesn't. You know, and I guess it's the same way with everybody. But uh, yesterday she wanted to talk, see, and so and when she does that, I try and of course entertain it, and uh, so uh, she's going. Well, I had to go get a full body body sonogram this week. Her doctor wanted her to do that for some reason, don't know why yet, and so she's legally blind and and can't see, and uh, and so we have a, a gal. Actually, she is our postal gal that's been there for twenty something years. Very good friends. They live right down the street from my mom and my mom has signed over a specific power of attorney for her to do everything medical with her, you know? So she takes off from her job and she carries mom to these, uh, uh, medical appointments and stuff. And so, uh, she had to get up for the sonogram. I think she said they had to be there at eight o'clock in the morning. 
And so they took them a couple hours to do all that. And then uh, she was wanting to buy a little space heater for the bathroom because when she gets out of the showers, she's cold. And she couldn't find the other one that we had because she's blind. And the house got hit by that Hurricane Sam or uh, uh, Michael down there a couple years ago and had to rebuild part of the house and everything scattered all over the house from the upstairs, downstairs, moving in, moving back. And she didn't know where it was. So she said, uh, can we go by? I saw this little space heater. The girl says over there and they go by Walmart and Sam's and, and they ended up, they, she said, we didn't get home till dark. Okay. They left it before eight in the morning and didn't get home till dark. And the whole afternoon she was walking around these stores and she said, Roger, my feet didn't even hurt. I couldn't have walked 10 steps a few months ago. And it's all because of this Itera wand. Okay. So that's the effects on my 94 year old mother who, if you came and if you went to Beulah Avenue there in Panama City and said, I'm going to take that wand from you, I guarantee you this 94-year-old blind woman would fight you for it, okay? Now, I promise you that, all right? So uh, it's become part of her daily routine, and anytime anything goes wrong or she gets some kind of flare-up, she shoots right for the wand, okay? So uh, that's our own experience, and I, I can't tell you because I can hear it in her voice, okay? And uh, to be able to give her that and to have that make these improvements in her life and her situation at, at, at this stage is one of the most rewarding things for me that could happen, okay? So uh, it's a very important unit. We're very fortunate to get it for a number of reasons here this early on something that's this good, this cutting edge, and that works as well with virtually everybody and it's affordable uh, on top yeah. of everything else easy to use affordable effective all those things it's just a winner okay and i wouldn't be on here talking yeah. about it yeah, if I, might... I didn't feel that way all right yeah. go ahead kathy i might add that um on um if you want to get one uh now is the time to do it because the prices will be increasing as of December 1st, but they're a day ahead of us. So I would say get your orders in by November 30th and uh, get get everybody taken care of that you care about, you know, uh, for their Christmas list, or their holiday list. <laughs> this is perfect gift that keeps on giving. Roger? Yes, sir. Samuel? Roger. Yeah, um, that is a great piece uh, with one exception. Everybody knows that Tesla is responsible for this frequency thing. I mean, the best thing that Einstein was good at is plagiarism. I know. And the only yeah. reason he was he was good at anything is because he had the support of his buddies in the press. The, but he was a the, know-nothing. He couldn't tie his own shoes. Look, they, they he, hated him. At the he couldn't pass office. a math test to get an engineering school. They hated, I mean, the guy was a dope. They hated him at the patent office because he'd go in there and steal everybody's patents. Okay, He was well, a third-grade patent officer well, because we, he couldn't even get those kids. We know that <laughs> the average person in the world doesn't. Okay, so Well, I would tell the people who wrote that the to fix it. The line is somebody... Well, the bottom line talk, Kathy, talk, Kathy, talk right in the, talk, Kathy, talk right in the microphone, you're muffled. Yes. You were muffled. Oh, I was going to say the bottom line is, can you hear me? Yes, better now. Yeah, I can Maybe now. John, okay. 
um, just uh, bottom line is that uh, somebody finally ran with it and uh, brought this to the world, you know, where um, everybody can use it now. Well, I think so John that's, Scavola, that's what I care about. John Scavola's um, overview and observations were very important because, like he said, the governments of the world known about this for four decades. This isn't anything new to them. Yeah, but they're not wanting to put anything right. out that can heal us. Hell, they're trying to kill us. Okay, so about the only applications that the terahertz technology has been used in is Nadine. Nadine's going out to fly out of Hartsfield, Jackson Hartsfield, out to L.A. tonight, and she's going to go through one of these scanners. Her and her whole family. Well, the scanners now use terahertz waves instead of X-ray. But they're not going to tell you it helps you. They're going to use it to facilitate whatever their own objective is. But evidently, the only other area that has been even breaching using terahertz waves is dentistry. And John Scavola said there were some folks uh, that were using some type of terahertz and dental procedures, and I don't know what that is, but I'm going to take this over to my dentist here. I need to make an appointment with him and show it to him. Uh, and uh, uh, see what he thinks about it, and I can ask the dentist that if he knows anything. He's a good dentist, by the way. Hey, Roger. Yes. Hey, it's Princess in California. Hey, Princess. Her? Yeah, it might be bio dentistry because I know I had a procedure done. I went to L.A. to have it done. Right. And, um, it, it may be the bio dentistry. Could uh, be. Thing. Could be. He just said it was in some the very small area of dentistry they're using it, and I know they use this blue light thing. And I don't know if that's what it is or not, because what they'll do is if you're getting your any of your teeth rebuilt, they'll put some compound on there, and then it hardens it with must be some type of infrared Blu-ray or something, because that's what yeah. they use to harden it's it. Not familiar. Uh, the other question I had real quick was I, I have been trying to several times. I put it in the chat also. I was trying to click on the link. I get the uh, emails from, I think it may be John and, you know, someone else from purchasing the iTerra, but I was interested in the distribution side of that. But whenever I click on it, it takes me to purchasing again. So I'm just wondering how um, I can get more information or where. Well, here's what you do. Let's do this, Princess. Uh, there's an email address there that we're using to facilitate all this that John and Kathy have access to, and it's Town Crier T O W N C R Y R. It's spelled phonetically T O W N Town, and then Crier is C R Y R at USA dot com. And if you'll drop them an email, I guarantee you they'll respond. Okay. Yeah, I think that's where it came Absolutely. from. Absolutely. Okay, I'll try it again. Okay. Thanks a lot. Yep. Okay. Um, Raj. Yes. Dang it! I dang it! I just noticed something. I'm sitting here in the chair, relaxing. I got my legs up, and I look at my legs, and one of my scars is missing. There you go. Well, you better go. Where right? I know where it is, Paul. I know where it is. It jumped in the bottle with that yeast. Uh, well, yeah, it might have. No, no. Let me let me give you the backstory on this. Um. When I was uh, when I was about ten years old, I was riding a bike that didn't have a chain guard, and uh, my foot slipped off the pedal just as my leg was was pushed up against the the sprocket and the chain, and my leg got caught. My skin got Ooh. caught between the chain and the sprocket. Yucko. It ripped. It ripped open a hole in my leg. It was about a quarter inch wide by three quarters of an inch long. 
And I have had that scar for over 50 years. And I'm looking at my leg. I can see it, but if I, if I didn't know where it was, I wouldn't be able to find it. I'd never notice. Isn't that something? And I, I'm, yeah. I'm not even treating that part of my leg. You're drinking the water and the wine, though. One of, well, yeah, I'm drinking the wine for sure. <laughs> but one of my scars is missing. That was, that was, for those, damn, that awesome. was. For those of you that don't know, Paul, uh, wands his yeast in his wine and it makes his yeast very happy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They love it. And so does my cat. There you go. So. <laughs> I like the like aspect the of this on agriculture. <laughs> you know, I, 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 they they touch on agriculture, and I was thinking a while back that this ought to do wonders on plants. Okay, it does. It does do great on plants, and we've got a bunch of uh, pictures in the group over there, uh, before and afters. Wanda, Wanda so water, water, right? You know, keeps the plants alive. Yeah. yeah. Hey, let me Makes get a couple everything of come to life. John, John's been way too quiet. John's been way too quiet here. We're going to give him the floor for a second. I know, right? <laughs> Speaking of stars, I noticed that one of the scars that I, uh, me and some guy had an argument, and I kind of took a couple teeth out and uh, for him, and uh, I got a big scar there on my thumb because I've had that for a long time. I noticed that's almost gone too. If you had mentioned scars again, I I don't think I even. Well, should I tell him my amazing story for the week? Sure, yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay, so when I was sixteen, I used to work at this little family-run farmers market type store down in Denver, and there was an orphanage across the street, and um, three teenagers came in, three tall, big boys. I was just kind of little, and. um, they asked me where something was on a shelf, so I'd tell them, I, we can't find it. So I had to go back there and where they were to show them where the product was. And I turned around to come back up to the front just in time to put my hand up. Something told me to put my hand up, and I caught the uh, pool stick that they were hitting me in the head with. Uh, but but I, got, I, got a, I got a knot on my head, and it's been there for... Well, 40-some years, 43 years, and um, it's been kind of like the size of a silver dollar raised up, and I never thought much more about it. I always have to tell my beauticians the story because they're like, ooh, what is this, you know? And um, so I've been wanting my head. I've been using it as a hair dryer because <laughs> it doesn't give off the radiation. So um, I thought... Oh, this thing is getting smaller. No, it's all in my head, right? Um, so I, I just kept winding, drying my hair. And uh, then it started getting softer. It was just like, uh, you know, skull. It was just like bone, you know, really hard. And um, so the other day, uh, it got so soft that it drained just like a blister. And now it's like shriveling up and going away after all these years, that just floors me. That just amazes me. I, I wasn't even shooting for that. Kathy, I got, I, got <laughs> a que- I got a question on the incident for you. When three boys uh-huh. from the orphanage walk in carrying a pool cue, are you not just a little bit suspicious even at 16? Well, 
Um, or did they have a breakdown you know, cue and they the only hood. had part of it? <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't get away with it because uh, you don't ever hit an Aries girl in the head. That just pisses us off. Okay. You know, <laughs> don't hit us in the head. And so his platform they, shoe right. fell off, and I picked it up and just beat him with it and wiped out three aisles <laughs> while his buddies were trying to get away with the cash. But they couldn't get in the cash register because it was one of those old-fashioned that you have to crank the, the handle on the side, and they didn't know how to do that. So I uh, just picked him up by his britches and threw him right out the front door. That's how much my adrenaline was going. <laughs> The woman that lifts the and car then my, up to get my the other friends were having a party right next door, so they came over and and took care of the rest of it. So I didn't have to call the cops because they took care of them. You know, <laughs> don't mess with Catwoman. Yeah. We, <laughs> so that's what they always used to call me. That, we're not sending you to the judge. We're going to take care of that here. That's right. <laughs> Let's get these uh, the other testimonies in here before we run out of time because okay. we're having a good time here. All but right. these are important testimonies. Uh, these are, these are new ones, and you know we don't invent these things. These are published. This is where I get them, and when I find them, I put them in our group so you can see these things. But you know, not everybody goes to the group. We've got uh, quite a big number of people that in, involved in our group, and we only have about a third of those in the uh, Telegram group. Oh. Anyway, uh, a gal named Paula talking about some kind of lumps and she says within the last two months i've been experiencing lumps in both breasts that were painful then i developed three lumps under my armpit i've been putting frankincense on them and wanting them for a few minutes a day within a couple of weeks they have all disappeared exclamation point i have one lump left in my armpit and that is going away i love this witty invention emma had brain surgery and she says, I only got my wand two days prior to finding out I had a brain metastasis. I have been wanding every day for 30 minutes, twice a day. My surgery was last Monday, and they told me that I would be in the ICU for two days and then a ward for two to three days. Well, had P- I had people help me do the basic protocol away from the neck in ICU and ended up leaving ICU in 16 hours. I then spent one night in the ward and was home in less than 48 hours after brain surgery. Incredible. I love my wand. Incredible. <laughs> that is amazing. Yep. And then Kitty writes uh, uh, on breast and nipples. She says, uh, my story. I've noticed that we all tend to concentrate on the results that other people have and think, wow, I need that result as well. And when we don't get that same result in the same time uh, that they're, they're, they did, We lose John. Did we lose everybody? No, we didn't lose everybody. Everybody else is still here, but okay. I think we lost John. Kathy, are you still there? Um, I think she conferences in with him. Yeah, I think so too. Um, well, wow, give that's me unusual. A, um, give me. You can shoot him an IM or something, but he he probably doesn't even know he's off. It got knocked off somehow. I can um, I can bring John back on, but um, Kathy wouldn't come with him. Right. Um, That's why I encourage him to join us on the Jitsi app. 
separately instead of being tied together. But because now it knocked both of them off. Let's see if he mm-hmm. let's see if he comes back and joins us because otherwise shoot him and I am. But he's he may not even know he's got knocked off. Um, while we're waiting to see if John and Kathy get back with us, anybody got any comments or questions on all that? Yeah, I, I, I've got a question. All right. Who, who are we speaking with? Uh, it's Craig in Colorado. Oh, hey, Craig. So I've had mine, been using it just over a week. But I've got a, I've got a friend that uh, just about a year ago uh, had uh, serious health problems. And I uh, talked to him about it, um, about getting a wand. But um, – what happened is uh, a heart valve essentially went out. Um, he went into sepsis, um, went into the hospital, basically died a couple times. They brought him back. He's now got, a, a I guess, a repaired heart valve and a pacemaker. Uh, okay, can't use it on the pacemaker. You can use it around the area, but not directly on the pacemaker. Or with implants. Uh, if you've got implants... You don't want to use it directly on the metal wherever the implant is, you but you can use it around the adjacent area. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Um, well, actually, in my case, I've got a a um, uh, one stent. Okay. Well, just use it around the stent because the stent's well, metal. I'm not sure can, where the stent is. I well, guess. I mean. Uh, well, I don't know what to tell you there. Maybe uh, just use it around the general area, but it can because it penetrates the body. It can heat up the metal, and that's what they're concerned about is some adverse effect okay. from the metal catching the heat. Okay. Okay. So, um, actually, so I, that my friend mentioned having the pacemaker, and would that be a problem? So, well, just not as long as he doesn't name it right at the pacemaker. Right, and I, I I guess that's what maybe maybe he he knows right where that is from the you know where it's on his chest or something. Sure. But right. um, thank you. Yeah, no problem. But uh, and the amazing part about it is it it is just one frequency that takes care of all these other things because it's energizing the body to take care of itself properly, and that's the big difference. And I, I was listening to uh, the latest Cliff High. Uh, video came on last night and i flipped it on listened to it and he was talking about all the frequencies that they're using and the pollution of the frequency ranges because there's so many additional frequencies he goes into a good deal on 5g they're an explanation but the thing is is that his statement was a lot of the rife frequencies are being corrupted because a lot of these new frequencies that are in our environment are are, are contradicting with the rife frequencies and this one's different because it's above the rife frequencies okay Raj. yes paul i i have john back i brought him in on skype okay john are you there yeah, I'm here. Where did I lose you? Well, you were talking about Kate and her nipples. <laughs> oh. So we, and you dropped, off, you dropped off somehow, so whatever. Yeah, let me just call back in normally. I was in the process of doing that. Um, okay. Let me just do that. All right. Well, you sound loud and clear here. Yeah, he sounded loud and clear. He he was echoing locally, and I'm trying to figure out why that would have occurred. 
Okay, well, whoop, there he that, goes. Paul, take, that, would that you do me a favor and take that file that, that we just played? Will you send me that uh, via Skype, please? Oh, I sure can. Yeah. I'd like to utilize that a little bit myself, actually. And it's How about posting it in the chat, too? Well, it's a file. Okay. I think I've seen yeah. this, though, before and posted it, unless it's a newer one. I don't think you can post a file in there. You could post a link to a file. And, you know, Paul, you may want to take that and put it up on the website in the uh, in the Itera box there. There, It's a YouTube link, and um, let me drill down and find the YouTube oh, okay. link. Well, you, we can certainly in post that in the chat, yeah. But I thought that was a very good overview, and she's and people like British accents, and she did a very good job, I thought, on that. So It's uh, animated, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's an animated video, um, and I believe it's a computer-generated voice. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah probably. I'm sure because I the, posted that before, yeah. Just because of the pronunciation of a couple of the words. Cap, cap, capil, cap, well, they do that all Capillary. the time. You, you remember, yeah. you remember yeah. Winston Churchill's famous, you know, related people separated by a common language. Yeah, I think they're back now. Yeah, they are. Kathy, John, you back? Yeah, I'm back. Okay, yeah. well, go yeah, ahead. pick up at Kate's nipples, would you? Yeah, you bet. Glad to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she says, uh, my story, I've noticed that we all tend to concentrate on the results that other people have and think, wow, I need that result as well. And when we don't get that same result in the same time, we're disappointed and think that it isn't working for us. What I found, though, using all types of alternative methods is sometimes – Things we don't necessarily notice feel better first, or we don't even notice that something got better. Here's what happened with me. I had breast implants for years and years and got sicker and sicker and sicker, and finally had them removed three and a half years ago. Ever since then, the side of my breast going towards my underarms and my nipples have been numb. Since I feel so much better overall, it was just something that I learned to live with and not looking for anything to get better or feel better with it. After drinking the wanted water for one week, nothing else, I had an itch in the area that is normally numb towards my underarm, and I scratched it, and it wasn't numb, and I thought, wow, that's odd. It's always numb there. So then I touched my nipples to see about them, and they aren't numb anymore either. Believe me when I tell you that this was not something I was even considering may get better, and I am gobsmacked by it. I think that everyone needs to change their mindset about what they're looking for and understand that improvements can come from places that we don't even expect. And Virginia wrote her and said, you know, that's the most inspiring testimonial because I know what we think we need to clear isn't always the first priority. Thank you. Very true. And that's the point. You just do the basic protocols and things happen. Yep. Well, and there's so many women out there that have had such terrible results with these breast implants. If anything can make them feel better, I mean, they get really super sick. Well, isn't it something to do with um, the silicone leaking got, out of the implant and, and yes, getting into their system? Yes. Isn't that the cause? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They're getting poisoned. But doesn't matter. I was wondering why. It, it doesn't matter, Kathy. You got, it doesn't matter because you got big boobs. You know. Go ahead. Right. Right. Um, I was just thinking. You know, it uh, has been helping people. Uh, lose weight and fat. Uh, I lost eight pounds the first week I was doing this, and I was just doing it on my legs. It was all water. 
So what about man boobs? Wouldn't it make them shrink? Drop, the, <laughs> drop, drop. Somebody the, out there with drop, man boobs. Drop Let's try the, this. And I want a testimony, right? Drop the steroid usage <laughs> first, okay? Yeah, really. <laughs> well, does anybody have any comments yes, or questions on what we've covered? Somebody does. Yes, ma'am. Yes, uh, Kathy. So, is it good, okay, and good to point the iTeroCare right at the breast? I do because I had uh, lumps. I had a couple lumps, and uh, now they're gone. And so many, I, I wanted to check that out. How many minutes each breast do you think would be uh, good? You know, I don't do them as long as they suggest. I just do it for a couple minutes, you know, and and that's my protocol. It just depends on how much time you have. It's not going to hurt anything. But um, they they do become firmer, <laughs> so that that's a good thing. <laughs> okay, yeah. the instructions also should you know, should do circular motions, right? Right, right. They do. Yeah, I was thinking about going up to the nursing home and see if I can't perk those girls up. You know, I've been wondering. <laughs> I've been wondering for somebody that, w- that wants to market this, if that wouldn't be a perfect thing. You know, I mean, in 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 the nursing homes, yeah. at, at that kind of. But those people are always looking for something to do. Go in there and set up a demonstration and a presentation. Yes. It gives them something to do, and it may change their lives. In all honesty. Yeah, it could if they didn't want to kill them, you know, get a good nursing home. So, anyway, just another marketing type approach idea. Uh, yeah. Any, anybody else got questions or comments here towards the end? we got a couple of minutes left. How do they get more information? Where do well, they go? Okay, the first thing to do is go over to thematrixdocs.com. And uh, there's a whole, Paul's dedicated a whole section on the top right of the website there. It's got John, the original John Scavola interview, if you want more technical background from, what do they call him, the quantum guy? Okay, he's yeah. had 40 years of messing with frequency stuff. His wife is a naturopath or a homeopath, one of them, for 40 years. They're very health conscious. And uh, that interview is on there with John. Uh, if you want more information, you can go to the marketing link and just don't go to the third order page. You give them your email and go to the second page and they'll uh, send you, I guess, daily or every other day, more information on the iTerra wand. If you get tired of that and you don't want to receive those emails, you can unsubscribe down at the end of the email and they'll stop sending them to you. You can also go to, you know, if you want to go to YouTube, just go over there and put iTerra Care in there, and you'll see a raft of testimonials, how to use it, things on the chakra points, etc. So there's a couple of ways to get uh, more information. Or you can send, I think yeah. the town crier address is there also, and you can just send uh, a, a requesting more information to that email address. I'm pretty sure you'll get it that way, too. So there's a number of ways to find out about this. It's, we're, we're not trying to now, keep it a secret. Go ahead. We Kim. found that uh, a lot of people don't have computers. So uh, if they just call us, we can uh, we can take their order manually, too. Good. John, do you want to give them your John, number? give your number sure. out. And, Paul, copy this down, and let's put that in that box there in case anybody wants direct contact. 
If you could give it, John, three times slowly, please. Okay, sure. Uh, 951-790-9866. I say again, 951-790-9866. I say again, 951-790-9866. Now, you're going to have to leave a message because John and Kathy are busy folks with all this. And they'll get back with you. If you leave a message, leave your name, your phone number, and the best time to contact you if that's a, a, a consideration. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. also what they're looking for. I mean, whether they want information or whether they oh, want yeah, to order. Well, I'm going to prioritize orders. Right. You know, so. right. But they can order through the system. You know, when they go over there, they put in their name and their email and their phone number. They just it just confirms their email address so that they know that it's correct and that's really you, and then it gives you the opportunity to they're going to send you an email and you just click on that to verify your email. Then that'll take you to the presentation page, and you can order from there right online if you like. Yeah, John, but this is you, for just, you know like people that don't have a computer or if they're if they're having trouble they can okay. give us a call and we'll walk them right let through. Let me it. let me throw another sure. element in here. PayPal is going to be mentioned in the process. You do not have to open a PayPal account, nor do you have to have a PayPal account. They're using it as a vehicle to run these charges. And the one advantage that you could possibly get out of that is is they will allow you to break down your payments to four up to four periods. Right, John? Yeah, they will. If you want to do yeah. that. John, well, you can, we and go, then you can hit everybody on your holiday list. Yeah, before we go, before we go, we've got a question in the chat from someone whose microphone isn't working. Could you talk a little bit about the difference between the regular iTerra and the Pro model? There you go. Well, the difference is price. One is is a professional model where it's being used. The professional model is designed to do constant treatments for people, one right after another. And, you know, sometimes these, these, these practitioners, they don't just do, you know, five or ten minutes or one minute on each, each uh, spot. They'll, they'll do 20, 30, 40 minutes um, per thing, depending upon what your issue is. And you've got to have a machine that can handle that. So that machine, the pro machine, is ten times the cost of the basic classic, what we call the classic wand, which is the consumer product. There's an intermediate one there that's about three times uh, the cost, and it's a little more robust, but it only has a couple settings. Uh, by far, the classic wand is all you really need to get started, and it's got mm-hmm. multiple settings so you can choose the comfort level or the level of heat in the, that you want. And the Pro model has even more settings uh, to choose the level of heat that you want. But basic model is great to get going with it and start practicing and learning how to use it and develop a routine that you're comfortable with. And if you kill it, there's a one-year warranty, right? Yes. Uh, there's a one-year uh, manufacturer's defect warranty only. If you drop it and you break 